Well, hello everyone and welcome to Stories of the Dark. We are live on YouTube. Glad to have you with us. I am Glenn Clark and tonight we're going to be talking about astral projection. And I see that the, the producer, Black Circle Girl, has chimed in and said hello. Welcome to the program. She's actually sitting right behind me here in the studio. But Anyway, uh, I know it's been a while since I've been on the air. It's been, um, um, we've been uh, very busy lately. We've been doing, um, as you've seen, we put up, up several videos. Uh, there's uh, some that are on, um, on the, uh, it's on Patreon.com. It's uh, Stories of the Dark, uh, and it should be really easy to find. Uh, we have some videos up there that are private for uh, members only. You're welcome to take a look at those. And uh, uh, also, I, the, all the videos that I posted on my YouTube, YouTube channel, um, you take a look at those, like uh, anything uh, you'd like to do. And also, uh, thanks to the new subscribers I, I've made lately, all the new uh, followers on, uh, on Twitter, really appreciate it. So right now we're going to take uh, a little bit of a break and um, we'll come back and we'll start the program. we got a fairly good one for you tonight. Like I said, we're going to be talking about astral projection or out-of-body experiences, uh, however, whichever you like to call it, one or the other. So we'll be right back. I am Glenn Clark and this is Stories of the Dark. Thank you. 
Welcome back to Stories of the Dark. I am your host, Glenn Clark, and tonight we are going to be talking about astral projection or out-of-body experiences. Uh, the first one, uh, i got some websites for you, and then I've got some uh, videos that I'll play for you on from uh, YouTube. Uh, the first uh, thing I'm going to read from you comes from LiveScience.com. Out-of-body experience is traced in the brain. What happens in the brain when a person has an out-of-body experience? A team of scientists may now have an answer. In a new study, researchers using a brain scanner and some fancy camera work gave study participants the illusion that their bodies were located in a part of a room other than where they were, really were. Then researchers examined the participants' brain activity to find out which brain regions were involved in the participants' perceptions about where their body was. The findings showed that the conscious experience of where one's body is located arises from activity in the brain areas involved in feelings of body ownership as well as regions that contain cells known to be involved in spatial, spatial orientation. The, the researchers said earlier work done in animals had showed these cells, dubbed GPS cells, have a key role in navigation and memory. The feeling of owning a body is a very basic experience that most of us take for granted in everyday life said Dr. Arvid Gutterstam, a neuroscientist, neuroscientist sorry, at the Karolinska Institute in Sweden and co-author of the study published today in the Journal of Current Biology. But Gutterstam and his co colleagues wanted to understand the brain mechanisms that underlie this everyday experience. In previous experiments, the researchers had explored the feeling of being out of one's body. For example, the researchers developed the so-called rubber hand illusion, in which a person wearing video goggles sees a rubber hand being stroked, while a researcher strokes the participant's own hand, which is out of sight. 
producing the feeling that the rubber hand is a participant's own. The researchers have used a similar technique to give people the feeling of having a mannequin's body or even an invisible body. As they described in a report published last week in the journal Scientific Reports. In the new study, Guterstam and his colleagues wanted to understand brain mechanisms behind the perception of where one's body is located. Experiments in mice and other animals have shown that neurons called GPS cells are involved in navigating one's body in space as well in, as in memory. A finding that was awarded the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine in 2014. These studies have typically involved animals running in a virtual maze while electrodes are hooked up to their brains. But we, but we don't know what the animals perceive, Guterstam told Live Science. To better understand how the process works in people, the researchers scanned the brains of people who were experiencing the illusion of being outside of their body, Guterstam said. In the latest experiment, the participants lay in, in an MRI scanner while wearing a head-mounted display that showed video from a set of cameras elsewhere in the room. The cameras were positioned to look down on the body of a stranger while an image of the participant's own body lying inside the scanner was visible in the background. To produce the out-of-body illusion, the researchers touch a participant's body with a rod while simultaneously touching the stranger's body in the same place in view of the cameras. For the participants, this technique produces the illusion that their body is in a different part of the room than where it actually is. It's a very fascinating experience, Guterstam said. It takes a couple of touches and suddenly you actually feel like you're located in another part of the room. Your body feels completely normal. You don't feel as, as it is floating around, he added. Then the researchers analyzed the brain activity in the participants' temporal and peridial lobes, which are involved in spatial perception and the feeling of owning one's body. From this activity, Guterstam and his colleagues decoded the participants' perceived location. The researchers found that the hippocampus, a region where GPS cells have been found, is involved in figuring out where one's body is. They also found that a brain region called the posterior cingulate cortex is what binds together the feeling where the self is located with the feeling of owning a body. The findings could one day lead to a better understanding of what happens in the brains of people with a condition called focal epilepsy, who have seizures that affect only one half of the brain, as well as people with schizophrenia. Out-of-body experiences are more commonly reported by these groups. It may also help to better understand the effects of of the anesthetic drug, drug ketamine, which is used illegally for recreational purposes, which can induce similar feelings of being removed from one's own body, Guterstam said. We don't know what's going on in the brain in these conditions, he said, 
but this sense of self-location could possibly involve the same brain areas as though as those in his study that came from livescience.com so and I'll have all these links posted um, at the bottom of this video after the live show it will uh, repost and you can uh, you can watch it over and over again as many times as you like uh, one thing I forgot to mention while when I opened the show the reason why I've been doing a podcast in a while and we've been doing these uh, live videos and different things so we wanted to go around and explore different areas of the high desert um, I've got a bunch of material I'm going to put together for a couple of uh, uh, programs one being uh, uh, the old air base here in uh, in Victorville California and uh, cemeteries and different various abandoned places also I started a new job uh, couple of weeks ago I now drive for Lyft and Uber so if you're in the high desert area and you ever if you ever uh, get a get notification I'm your driver please say hello and and don't be don't be shy because I certainly won't be I I definitely like driving for Lyft and Uber I've met some very interesting uh, people uh, being out there the last couple of weeks and and actually the money is not that bad either so so it's actually and it, the good thing about it is you can make your own schedule and you can start and stop when you want you don't have a boss to answer to except yourself so anyway we're gonna take a little uh, I'm gonna go ahead I think and uh, play a YouTube video I'm gonna get it set up here and and hopefully our our internet works uh, works fairly good. So to, uh, tonight, I know. Uh, President. All right. Well, you can start here in just a minute, there, ma'am. So. So anyway, we're gonna start the. I'm gonna go ahead and start the video for you. It's called my astral Proje projection experience. It comes from uh, Harmony Healings. Uh, you can. Go take a look at some of her work and subscribe. Also, subscribe to me. Um, that's always a good thing. Uh, you can also follow me on the usual Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Twitter has been uh, really good to me lately. Uh, I've got like, I think, over almost 170 followers right now, so which is very good. I appreciate all of you, and you're what makes the program what it is. So. Anyway, let's play the video, and I'll come back and uh, talk a little bit more, and I'll be right back right after this. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Stories of the Dark. Hey, guys. So today's video is a story time video, and I wanted to tell you about my very first astral projection experience I had, and it was just a couple weeks ago. And I wanted to, I'm surprised I didn't make it when it first happened, but I want to hurry up and do it before I start forgetting details. So um, it was pretty, it was a quick experience, but it was amazing and life-changing. And, um, you know, I never really have been drawn to, like, try to astral project in a really long time. Like, I tried about 10-ish years ago when I first got on this path. And um, it didn't work for me, but I wasn't meditating at the time, and I didn't really know how to... Like, I, my, all my gifts weren't completely flourished yet at that time. And so 
I can remote view easily, and I can visualize really easily, and I can do bilocation really easily. But I've never astral projected, and I didn't realize how amazing it was and how different it was. So um, something happened to where I was like looking up like the glitches in the matrix, and um, I was reading some stories, and it kind of got me thinking about astral projection <clears throat> from some of the stories I was reading. And um, so anyways, I found this guided meditation on YouTube, of course, and um, I'll post the link to the meditation I use below. And I really like that one, even though his voice is kind of, it's just um, for some reason it really worked. And I've used other astral projection meditations, but some of the astral projection guided meditations seem more like a visual experience rather than an actual astral projection experience. And so I liked how much time this guy spent helping you get out of your body, which was really cool. So anyways, um, it was one evening. Um, my husband was coming home late from work. And I decided to go ahead and do this meditation while I was waiting on him to come home, not realizing, like, like how crazy it was going to be. And so I started doing this meditation. And, like, once we got to the part, like, where you're completely relaxed, and um, I got to the point where I felt like, um, I had like sleep paralysis to where I was, my mind was conscious, my body was fully asleep and I had the sleep paralysis where I really couldn't move. And at that point to where I started getting into that state to where my whole body was vibrating and I really couldn't move, my husband came home and he like came to the door, he didn't know I was meditating in the living room. Like, I mean, I honestly thought I would just like come out of it just like regular meditation. And so, um, as soon as he came home, I, I was like so in that I could not move. It took me like probably a good two to three minutes to kind of wake my body up, which was really cool. So um, that's not what happened. But later on that evening, I told him, I'm going to try it again because that was amazing. I've never been to that point to where my body was completely asleep and my mind was fully conscious. And so I could tell that was like right before he starts trying to get you out of your body and guides you. Um, he was using the rollout method, so he was guiding you to roll out of your body. So anyway, so that night, um, it was like a couple hours later, I got some headphones and I got my phone and um, I did this as we were going to sleep. And so I went ahead and put the headphones on and um, I think this meditation is like an hour long, I believe. I'll have to, do, I mean, I'll put the link in there so you can check it out. I forget how long it is. But it was probably like 20 minutes in, I started feeling the body vibrations again and feeling like I couldn't move. And, um, and that was awesome. But then I started to drift into sleep. And um, I remember <laughs> the way I was laying, I started snoring and I never snore. Like I just like did it one time and I woke myself up consciously. My body didn't move. But I woke up consciously and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm astral projecting. And this was at the part where he's telling you to roll out of your body. And um, so I remember like this was when I fully became conscious again. Like I wasn't asleep because um, I had just drifted off for a moment. I, um, right then, I automatically knew how to roll out of my body. Like, I just knew. And, okay, so, side note, ever since I was young, I could do this thing to where I can raise the energy in my body instantly, and it actually feels like you're tight tightening all of the muscles in your body and, like, your organs and stuff. It feels really weird, but you're not tightening anything, so it's really weird. But I've always been able to do that, and I never knew why, and I never knew what it was, like, really what it was. I just thought it was, like, this weird thing I did. But anyways, so... I'm focusing on him saying roll out, and so I was guided to do that and to raise my energy and just to roll out because he kind of has you in this um, 
meditation to where you're like rocking back and forth your spirit body or your, you know what I'm saying. Um, and so like in your mind, you're rolling back and forth, rolling back and forth, and then you just roll out. And so I remember I was doing that and then I raised the energy in my body <clears throat> and pushed as hard as I could, not my physical body, but my energy body. I pushed as hard as I could and I rolled over out of my body and I could see the wall next to me. I mean, it was dark, but it, like, you know, at night you could see when your eyes are adjusted, I guess, or your astral body can see, obviously, because I saw the wall next to me. I saw my nightstand with my lamp on it and everything, and I could see the floor, and I rolled out for just a minute. Um, it was probably like a good two seconds, two, maybe, maybe like three or four seconds, because I could see everything, and then I snapped back in my body, and then I felt like I was going to vomit, <laughs> and I do not, I'm not a vomiter. I don't, I have I've done it like once in my adult life. And um, I was like, I don't freaking care if I vomit. And I did it as hard as I could again, like raise that energy in my body and rolled out. I touched the wall next to my bed. Um, my hand went through the wall just like you would imagine, like being a ghost. And um, my hand went through the wall and I could see the wall. I could see the floor. I could see the, um, the nightstand and everything. My physical eyes were closed. But I could see it just as I could see this computer sitting right in front of me. I saw everything just as I would with my fully awake conscious mind. It wasn't just like a third eye visual of seeing the wall and visualizing. It was like me literally coming out of my body and could see just the way I see right now. And it was so crazy because honestly, like I thought astral projection, I, don't, I guess I never, I, I don't know really what I thought it was going to be like, but it was, um, it blew my fucking mind <laughs> because I didn't realize that it would be like a fully conscious self stepping out and you could see just like you can with your physical eyes. Because I mean, my third eye is like popping, you know, like in my sessions and stuff, like I see visions, I see, I'm very visual, I'm very clairvoyant when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I can, like I said, I can bilocate very easily. Like I just project my consciousness somewhere um, and I can see what's going on. I've done it with multiple people. I could see stuff like in rooms and stuff. I can do the remote viewing and everything. And um, this is so different. This is so different. That's like a third eye thing. It feels more interdimensional. Well, I mean, I guess the astral plane is interdimensional, but you know what I'm saying? It just feels more, um, just not like this physical consciousness. It feels more like, um, I don't know, just like visions, I guess. I don't know how to explain it. But this was crazy because like, I could not believe that I actually rolled out of my body, and then I snapped back after that, by the way. I was only out for, like, and I wasn't even all the way out. It was just, like, my upper torso, probably. Like, that had projected out, reached over my bed, and um, touched the wall. Like I said, my hand went through, and I had time to look around. So it was, like, probably maybe, like, 10 seconds at the most. But it was enough that I was, like, holy fuck. It just, like, opened up a whole new, whole new world for me. Um, and I was like, this shit is real. <laughs> and I know that I'm a healer and I'm an intuitive healer and I'm very spiritual. I have a spiritual practice, you know, like my life is, you know, opening up to the divine within me and I get all sorts of messages and, you know, I channel and I do all sorts of things, but there's some times to where we still feel like we're a little crazy. <laughs> and, um, this experience was like a slap in the face. Like this shit is for real. And it's like I knew it was real before, but this was just like opened my mind to a whole new level. And um, it was just crazy. Just because of the way it was, it wasn't just like a super visual um, visualization. It wasn't 
anything like that. It wasn't just like a super visual uh, vision. It was completely like me being completely fully awake, stepping out of my body, just like I would walk around the house, just as I am right now with these eyes. And it was crazy. I mean, I didn't walk around the house. Like I told you, I just rolled out for a minute, but I was so shocked. And so anyways, I popped back in my body and then I remember just like a little bit of the feeling afterwards and I still felt sick to my stomach and then um, I fell asleep. Okay. So the next day I woke up I'd forgotten about it. Like who in the fuck forgets about their first astral projection? So I forgot about it and because I even forgot that I did it the night before for some reason. And so I went in and I was watching a video from somebody talking about astral projection and I instantly remember I'm like, holy fuck, I freaking astral projected last night. Like, oh my God. And I like jumped up and my husband's on the mower and I run out to him. I'm like, oh my God, I actually projected last night. And I was like on a freaking high, like for the next two days. And when I talk about it, I get really excited because it's really amazing. And anybody can do this with practice and time and stuff like that. And, um, I don't know if the reason my very first time I really tried was successful because I already do meditations and I'm very open to that kind of world. And that's like, what I do every day. But, um, I know that everybody has the ability to do that. So, um, so anyways, oh, I was going to tell you what it felt like when I came out of my body. It felt so fucking weird. It felt like this weird, cold, like weird, I can't describe it kind of feeling <laughs> like almost like it shouldn't be happening or something. Um, if that makes sense, it felt really crazy. I don't even know how to describe it. It just felt like this weird, cold separation feeling. It was strange. Um, it was very freeing though, but it was like, so yeah, even though it feels like it wasn't supposed to happen, like I just said, it felt very familiar at the same time. It was so weird. It was like the weirdest feeling I could ever describe in my life separating like that. It was strange, but it was amazing. And I just could not believe my experience. It was awesome. So that's my astral projection experience, and I have tried it, um, I, okay, I tried it with this other guy, um, guided meditation on YouTube, and oh my god, his voice is so fucking sexy, and he has like the sweetest voice, and it was awesome for meditation, because his, he didn't spend time getting you out, it was more like a visual astral projection, which it wasn't really astral projection meditation. Cause he just had you, he's like, okay, so like once he got you deep, which I never even got to the vibration state with him, even though his voice is so amazing. I'm going to post his down if I can find it. Cause you guys should just listen to it anyway, because his voice is amazing. So, um, it was a good meditation to clear and stuff, but not for actual projection. This, this one that I'm talking about when I tried later, um, like, you know, and he's like, okay, so just imagine yourself floating out of your body. Like I can visualize that easily. And I can visualize the ceiling. I can do all that stuff, but it wasn't a meditation. He did it in like 10 seconds. And then he's like, okay, so let's go somewhere. And I'm like, this is not actual projection. This is like a freaking guided journey. Um, the other guy, I don't know what it is about his stuff. Like he does have like the sublingual stuff in there to where it's saying, you know, astral projection is safe. You are safe. And, um, he has other stuff in there saying, um, I know how to astral project and things like that. So it was pretty cool. Um, and I really liked the first one that I tried. I started trying it again for the second time, but I got interrupted and it didn't work. And, um, I just haven't had the time to try it again. Um, because every night when I've been going to bed, I've been too tired. Um, and also when I tried this other guy's one with the sexy voice, when I tried his, um, it was during the day 
and I don't think I was tired enough. I want to be a little bit drowsy, I think, but um, not too tired to where I pass out. So it's good to, from my experience with this one time, or the two times that I tried, it's best to do it when you're kind of drowsy to where you can get into that vibrate the, the vibratory state to where your body starts vibrating. Um, and then that's when it's, that's when shit goes down and it was awesome. So, so anyways, this is my astral projection experience. And if any of you guys have any questions, leave a comment below. And if you want to share your astral projection experience, I would love to hear that. So go ahead and comment that as well. And, um, thank you for liking and subscribing to my channel. <clears throat> I haven't said a thank you to my subscribers in a while, but I've been getting so many new ones and I just want to thank you guys so much for all the love and support I receive on this page and my Facebook page and on my website. Thank you guys so much. I really sending so much love to you all. Okay. And I will talk to you soon. And that was, <clears throat> that was, uh, my astral projection experience uh, from Harmony Healings, and I'd like to also apologize for her use of language. Um, as I've talked about, we don't use that language on here on the program, but every once in a while some things kind of slip through, so we'll uh, let that go, I guess. But uh, again, I apologize for the, uh, the uh, language. So anyway, we're going we're gonna to take a little break and play some music and I'll come back and read uh, read from uh, another website um, I'm Glenn Clark and this is stories of the dark
Welcome back to Stories of the Dark. I am Glenn Clark, and we are talking about astral projection. And just a little uh, show note, we got Halloween coming up in one week from tomorrow, and uh, I will be doing a live program on Halloween night. Um, probably around the, this same time, we'll uh, go live on YouTube, and I'd like for you, the listener, to be involved in this show. Um I want to do nothing but, uh, like, uh, scary stories. So, uh, 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 look, think of your scariest uh, story, real or not. I don't really care. Email it to me at uh, storiesofthedark1 at gmail.com. That's storiesofthedark1 at gmail.com. And I'll read those on the air. I'm also going to have my Skype set up, so... Uh, you, the listener, can call in and uh, maybe we'll share some uh, some stories uh, on the air. Um, might tell a couple of my own, and we'll just make a web a, a good uh, a good night on Halloween night. So, so right now I'm going to read another st- uh, from um, another website. It comes from worldoflucidreaming.com slash out-of-body experiences. Out-of-body experiences. Are OBEs real or lucid dreams? Out-of-body experiences, OBEs or OOBEs, involve the vivid sensation of moving outside your physical body and sometimes traveling far beyond it. OBEs are most likely to occur when you're asleep, meditating, or practicing wake-induced lucid dream exercises. Indeed, many dream explorers agree that out-of-body phenomena are extensions of the lucid dream experience. Around 1 in 10 people have experienced an OBE at some time in their lives, and some people have them frequently. There are many ways to induce an OBE, and we'll look at a practical technique for doing so at the end of this article. The link between OBEs and lucid dreams. Our scientific understanding of the OBE strongly suggests that it is a type of lucid dream. It's no coincidence that out-of-body induction techniques are virtually identical to wake-induced lucid dreams. They are virtually the same phenomenon. An OBE, W-I-L-D, begins when you're lying down, ideally having recently woken from a sleep. The body then slips back into sleep paralysis, the protective mechanism which prevents us from acting out our dreams. I'll share a bit of a story after this uh, this one uh, about a about something that happened this morning about dreaming. I'll share that after this article. All right, continuing on, and and the body falls asleep. However, like in normal sleep, the mind, your conscious awareness remains awake. This can give you the unusual sensation of being stuck in your physical body in bed, with the need to free yourself. In reality, you're already dreaming. However, the sensation of sleep paralysis plus the continuation of consciousness tricks your body into dreaming that you're, you are still lying in bed. 
Your bedroom may look exactly as normal, or there may be subtle differences such as an extra window. At this stage, with the conscious mind active while dreaming, we call it lucid dreaming. The, the experience can be highly tactile and vivid. Lucid dreamers will attest that it can feel incredibly real, and those who genuinely believe they are having an out-of-body experience will have a hard time accepting that it was all just a dream. To complete the transition, you need to use your imagination to swing, float, or roll out of your body, which still feels like, like lead thanks to the effect of sleep paralysis. Other dream characters, often perceived as ghosts, spirits, aliens, or even demons, may enter your bedroom and can help or hinder your efforts. Their behavior generally depends on your own ex expectation and mental state. It is also possible to teleport out of your body and directly into a new dream scene, uh, OBE location. Just visualizing the desired location can lead to instant OBE travel. Of course, this is not a literal teleportation of the body, but of mind into, into dreamland. Often during the wild technique, it is possible to bypass the whole experience of going out of body by visualizing the lucid dream scene before you start dreaming. With the eyes closed, focus your attention on your hypnogogia and let go of any bodily sen sensation whatsoever. Many people find this a much smoother transition. For detailed tutorials on learning this art, visit our free course. Near-death experiences. Out-of-body experiences can also be triggered under clinical conditions where brain function is compromised, such as stroke, epilepsy, head trauma, and drug use. When this happens, it is more often reported as a near-death near experience. Symptoms of a near-death experience are much the same as an OBE, but with added layers of expectation guiding the experience, namely the belief that you are dying. You will likely experience a feeling of detachment from the physical body floating upwards, a tunnel of light and feeling of either fear or total peace. However, the term NDE is, is actually a misnomer. Many conditions are actually life-threatening, especially drug-induced NDE, NDEs, such as with the use of psychedelic drugs like DMT, and with improvements to cardiac resuscitation techniques, more NDEs are reported by survivors every year. So what causes near-death experiences if they are not some profound glimpse of the ap afterlife? Studies have actually measured increased activity in the temporal lobe of the brains of NDE subjects. When you stimulate this area with electromagnets, it can cause hallucinations of a supernatural variety, including sensing a divine presence or other spirit-like entities in the room. While some people seem more susceptible to temporal lobe anomalies than others, these hallucinatory experiences are nonetheless very convincing. 
Astral projection or astral travel is the esoteric interpretation of the out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a spirit. The symptoms are much the same as an OBE, feeling of floating out of your body, meeting other entities, and experiencing the physical world from either ethereal perspective, i.e. being able to float through walls and teleport around the universe. However, the expectation principle can cause the experience of astral projection to take on highly spiritual form. Believers in the afterlife expect to see angels, deceased spirits, and even gods. And so that is often what they do see while projecting. They may, also, they may travel to different astral planes, layers of ethereal realities, shaped by energy and light. Yet, yet one key similarity remains. In astral projection, out-of-body experiences, and lucid dreams, your thoughts and feelings guide the experience. So if you imagine, if you imagine a friend's house, you will likely zap there in an instant. If you imagine your body back in bed, you will quickly return to it. And if you expect to see an astral cord connecting to your body, it will doubtless be there. Scientific Research in OBEs In 2007, neuroscientist Dr. Henrik Arison at University College London deliberately induced a type of out-of-body experience in volunteers. The study, which was published in the journal Science, created a unique illusion that mimics an OBE. Arison used head-mounted displays to enable participants to watch a live film recorded by two video cameras behind their head. This enabled them to see their own back from a third-person perspective of someone sitting behind them. The researcher then prodded the volunteer while moving a second rod towards the illusory chest was located. By giving the brain these multiple sensory cues, the volunteers reported the experience of sitting several feet outside their physical body and actually seeing it from that location. Dr. Arison said, out-of-body experiences have fascinated mankind for millennia. Their existence has raised fundamental questions about the relationship between human consciousness and the body and has been much discussed in theology, physiology, and psychology. The invention of this illusion is important because it reveals a basic mechanism that produces a feeling of being inside the physical body. This represents a significant advance because of the experience of one's own body as a center of awareness as a fundamental aspect of self-consciousness. You can read about this study in full at Out-of-Body Experiences at UCL. And uh, we'll go ahead, you can go ahead uh, and take a look at all of that and the rest of this at uh, worldoflucidreaming.com slash experiences, And I will have that also posted uh, in the description part of this uh, video. And... Uh, 
getting on with a story I was going to tell uh, about uh, about 5.30 this morning. I was uh, awakened, you know, very sharply. And normally I am a, a fairly heavy sleeper. I used to, I've slept through earthquakes, I've slept through storms, you name it, I've probably slept through it. But uh, this morning, around 5.30 this morning, I'm wake, I woke up with hearing... Uh, uh, black circle girl or uh, yell out loud there's somebody in the room or somebody in the room or some or something like that well right away my mind clicked in okay somebody broke into our room so I'm looking around and look over and she's sound asleep so she had had a she had a, a you know a nightmare I got her awake and she told me what it was about but yeah that that woke me up and kept me awake until I had to get up and get ready for work. So, so she didn't, yeah, she was not astral projecting at that particular time. So, so right now I think I'll play another uh, video for you. It's, um, it's uh, called uh, Astral Projection, The Dangers. Uh, it was uh, posted by a gentleman named Bob Sanders. Uh, so you go and uh, take a look at that. And I'll play this video. We'll come back and uh, uh, probably wrap wrap up the program at that time. So I'll be I'll be back after this is over. I'm Glenn Clark, and this is Stories of the Dark. Speak to you about the dangers of astral projection. Now, I recently put online a video um, that I called Meditation basics for beginners in which I explained three methods of safely contacting um, going into the meditative state and possibly um, going into the astral realms and all the rest of it. Now I want to talk today really about the various videos that I've seen on YouTube concerning how to astrally project easily. Okay? Astrally projecting three easy lessons. You know this maybe you know the sort of video videos that I'm talking about. And I want to give you a warning that this can be very dangerous. Now, I hate doing these sort of videos because I much prefer to talk about positive things, but this is one of these negative things that I must talk about and I'll just give you a silly little example. If you remember when you were a child, someone would have taught you how to cross a road safely. And whilst they're showing you how to get across the road safely, they're also talking about the dangers if you do it wrongly. Well, this is one of those sort of messages. Now, for those who don't know very much about the etheric and astral realms, I will just give a brief overview of the of, of those areas. Um, we're in the 3D world here. All that you see around us we call the 3D world. Your physical body, the planet Earth, the whole galaxy, it's all part of this 3D world. But now around us we have another set of bodies. They're actually attached to us and they have various names but they're very real bodies standing on very real planets in a very real galaxy. It's as if the whole system is repeated a number of times, each one on a slightly 
different vibration. Rather as if you were watching TV and with the telecommand, you click and click and click and you change channels. And when you know how, you can go from this body into those other areas. Okay? Now, the etheric body is the one that's closest to us. And it's quite easy actually to see. If you stand and look or sit and look in a, into a mirror and defocus your eyes for a moment, gradually you'll see a sort of a greyish-white mist around you. Now that is your etheric body and the planet Earth and everything on it has an etheric body as does the whole galaxy. It's the planet Earth repeated in a slightly different vibration and when you go into it it actually looks very similar to this uh, but it's not the same although some people when they first go into that area think that they're still on planet earth they might well be in the etheric version because it looks virtually the same however and this is the point um, here on earth planet earth 3d body we've learned to be careful not about good people, they're not a problem. We've, been, we've, we've learned to be careful about bad people because we've learned to be able to lock our doors and windows to stop burglars coming in. We've learned to be careful when we drive so that people don't smash into us or vice versa, that we don't smash into other people. We've learned to um, be careful that people don't aggress us. Okay? We learn all that. But now, if you go into the etheric world, you're going to go there without any form of protection at all because it's an area that you're not trained to go into. And so you need to be careful because of the, of the nasty creatures that are there. I won't describe them. They're actually, most of them are actually... And the internet looks like it's frozen again. Be a little testy right now so that's that's okay we can uh, take a little break and uh, come back and uh, we'll play some music uh, we'll uh, talk a little more and then uh, if the internet's back not back by then we'll uh, wrap up the program and uh, we'll uh, continue at some other point so I'll be right back after this, uh, this song is over. I'm Glenn Clark, and this is Stories of the Dark.
back to Stories of the Dark. I am Glenn Clark, and uh, we were talking about astral projection. And I hope you enjoyed uh, tonight's program. We're going to go ahead and uh, wrap it up now. Um, uh, in our next edition, uh, hopefully by then we'll have, I'll have uh, the, uh, a couple of the uh, shows we've been working on uh, pasted paste it together and and then uh we'll uh we'll air those and uh until then uh, you enjoy uh the videos we put put out on youtube and uh the private ones we have on patreon.com uh go to uh, check those out and uh, also uh again you can follow me on instagram facebook and uh twitter and uh again uh for our for the Halloween show, don't forget, you can send me your stories at uh, storiesofthedark1 at gmail.com. That's storiesofthedark1 at gmail.com. And um, I'll read those on air. We'll even uh, have Skype open so you can call in. It's going to be a live program. Um, so if we, we go longer than an hour, we go longer than an hour, we're going to have fun on Halloween night. That's one of my favorite times of the year. So anyway, uh, once again, thank you to all my uh, YouTube followers, uh, or not YouTube, Twitter followers, YouTube obviously too, subscribers, I think I have like four or five now, so um, all the Twitter subscri uh, followers, thank you for that. Also, uh, oh, another uh, thing I'd like to uh, remind, tell everybody, is I now have... Uh, Stories of the Dark t-shirts, keychains, coffee mugs, you name it, it's on there. Uh, go to Black Circle Girls uh, uh, websites, uh, uh, redbubble.com, zazzle.com, and I believe society6.com has, uh, has all of that stuff on there. Uh, she'll post all the links you can go to uh, and check out. Uh, have a look at some of my merchandise and uh, and uh, you know don't and uh, your support helps uh, keep this program going also the patreon again patreon.com uh, we have uh, some videos posted up there that uh, members only can look at and again it fully supports this program and keeping everything going so uh, Again, thanks everybody uh, for, for tonight. We'll see you in our next edition. Until then, I am Glenn Clark, and this is Stories of the Dark. Have a great night, everyone.